Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific markets trading mixed this morning following a strong start to the year on Wall Street overnight. Tokyo up three quarters of a percent. Sydney is doing even better, up one percent. Seoul lagging behind, trading slightly in the red. Joining me now to break down all the market action, it's my first day back at work after two weeks. So back in the hot seat. How are you doing, Ryan Wang? Morning, Michelle. I should have worn sunglasses because you are glowing. Oh, thanks. It won't last. <laughs> Maybe end of the show. <laughs> I assure you. Uh, good to be back. Let's start this morning with a look uh, back and a look forward as well. There's some headlines that may sound familiar. Others that are pretty brand new. Sounds a bit like wedding gifts, right? Something old, something new and something blue. So let's start with two stories. One is about the world's biggest company and another about the world's richest man. So I'm talking about Apple and Elon Musk, of course, both starting the year off on a bullish note. First up, Apple. Uh, overnight, for a brief moment, Apple became the first company to be worth $3 trillion US dollars. Now, while the iPhone maker finished marginally lower for the day and didn't hold on to all that $3 trillion market cap level, investors and analysts say it won't be long before Apple maintains that stunning level. So, Ryan, we normally talk about Apple products and why you don't have an iPhone, uh, but some analysts say the company's strong performance is really linked to its financial program. How so? Yeah, this is around share buying backs and Apple really leading the pack when it comes to buying back its own shares and that saw it spend 85.5 billion dollars to repurchase shares and 14.5 billion dollars on dividends so it is in a way the poster child for share buybacks over the past 10 years it has spent 467 billion dollars and that has really led it to build up this image that it's a safe bet it's a fight to safety and and maybe rightly so it's a quality company it's got strong fundamentals and when there are jitters in the markets people flock to apple and it's also buying back its own shares and that has the effect of reducing the supply of shares or in theory uh, in the market so that means the earnings per share is at a higher number so all in it does make the share more attractive. Mm, well, there's no question that its share buybacks and dividend policies have boosted the stock's value. Apple is also enticing investors and consumers with a very strong line of new product launches in the year ahead. So what can we look forward to, Ryan? Yeah, I am holding my breath or not holding my breath because <laughs> I am expecting more of the same, right? So if you just review what we had in 2021, we had the Apple AirTags, the Apple iPad Pros, Apple TV, iMacs, mm. just upgraded versions of what's already existing there. So I'm not expecting anything groundbreaking. Maybe we'll get some new colors on iPhones. Um, maybe what's worth noting is the chips they've been making. So they've kind of pivoted away from the likes of um, Qualcomm and Intel to do their own chips. And maybe these chips will feature more in their products. So that will be one to watch out for. Faster, um, lighter devices. And what's worth noting, last year I remember they launched a polishing cloth for some of their products and it was on their website selling for $26 and it was sold out. So maybe more of the same. Yeah, okay. Um, New innovations and potential upgrade with those chips for its hardware ecosystem, hopefully. Now, one Apple division that has been performing particularly well of late is its wearable business. So the company sold 27 million pairs of its newest AirPod Mm. model during the holiday season. Apple share price, meanwhile, up 40% over the past year. 
Let's turn to another high flyer, and I'm looking at Tesla now, Ryan. The electric automaker shares jumped 13% overnight. So why? Yeah, those numbers lifted by the latest fourth quarter deliveries. So that came through at 308,600 vehicles. So for the full year, that is over 936,000 and a marks an 87% rise year over year. So it's a good year for Tesla sales. And for that quarter, it's quarter number six for records. So it is really on a good run. Mm. And I think that is um, really impressing investors. And just for context, 308,600 is above the consensus forecast of 267,000. At the top of the broadcast, I told you we talk about the world's richest man. That's Elon Musk. So, Ryan, can you translate last night's share gain for Tesla into dollars for us? What does this mean for Musk's wealth? Yeah, he is even richer by $33.8 billion. Now, he's now sitting on $304.2 billion, at least according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index. So, he is still pretty rich, um, Mm. richer than... Second place, Jeff Bezos. So looking at how things are going for Tesla, he is set to be, well, even richer. So I'm not sure how this is going to pan out for him. But it is quite a meteoric rise. Um, After so many years of struggling, at some stage, he was actually sleeping on the factory floors trying to get Tesla off the ground. So it's really paying off for him right now. What a story. Now we have breaking news uh, about another high flyer or rather a former high flyer, I should say. Elizabeth Holmes the founder of Theranos, the one-time billionaire who promised a revolutionary blood testing technology. I was driving when when it came in, really, uh, that she's been found guilty of four counts of criminal fraud this morning. Ryan, remind us what she did to warrant those four counts. Yeah, this is a big lesson and case study of startup fraud and Mm. scams, right? So she pretty much tried to fashion herself as the next big thing in Silicon Valley. So her business model was this machine, a magic machine, a black box that would test blood samples for various diseases. But the the catch was, it was really just a box. There was nothing inside. So the testing was done behind the scenes on actual um, machines. And her pitch was her black box was faster, more accurate, but it turned out it was all a fraud. It actually didn't exist. And it just crumpled like a house of cards and now she is paying the price. Uh, She is possibly facing years behind bars and all at the young age of 37. Astonishing. She even took the stand, you know, that doesn't happen usually in cases like these and tried to blame employees apparently saying, you know, she really believed in that black box and in the company as well. Apparently the jurors didn't buy that. Definitely a blue way for Holmes to start the year. She was once heralded as the next Steve Jobs and now she awaits sentencing for a conviction by a jury of four counts of fraud. All right, let's turn to the Singapore economy. It is 12 minutes past nine. It kicked into high gear in the fourth quarter of the year, growing nearly 6%. Now, for 2021, overall GDP clocked in at 7.2%, a bit higher than expected, and the best growth rate in more than a decade. So what are the implications of this strong growth? And does it make it more likely that MAS will tighten credit when it does meet in April or that the government will raise taxes when the new budget is announced in February? Yeah, all in was a pretty good year, 
7.2%. It reverses the contraction of 5.8% in the prior year when we had the pandemic really just slamming the economy. So it does point to how we are picking up in terms of recovery. And once we see more borders being eased, workers coming in, that is going to help some of those um, sectors that have been lagging to catch up. And if you look at what's going to happen in the coming uh, year, some sectors still struggling. So mm. we could be in for um, maybe more support measures when we do get budget next month. So that'd be one to watch. Um, also, one to watch will be what might be in the way of um, GST hikes. That has been kind of hinted at in the past few budgets, actually. Uh, now they are saying it will be addressed. And the big question is on the timing. Will it be announced as being rolled out sooner rather than later? Maybe this year, maybe next year or next next year. So it's a big question mark. And it is going to be a big question to answer because we have all these inflationary pressures for you and me, for businesses. So it will be a tough pill to swallow for uh, many businesses if they had to pay additional GST on top of the headwinds they are already facing. So that's the big question. If the economy is um, resilient enough or picking up enough for these type of things to be implemented. And the other thing to watch out for will be how the Sing dollar might move when you look at how there is going to be central bank tightening across most parts of the world starting to pick up when you have the Fed. The Fed Penciling three rate hikes this year. So that will mean a stronger US dollar, which will have a bit of a knock-on impact on other currencies. And the big question is going to be how the MAS will um, decide whether to move its stance further to tighten the Sing dollar. So those questions will be answered in the coming months. So what are the implications of this strong growth, Ryan? Are the Singapore government holding steady with its mm. 2022 forecast, prediction of 3 to 5% growth, but the strong fourth quarter performance is leading some economists to really hike their projections. So Barclays now forecasting 5.5% growth. Which sectors, Ryan, are likely to lead the way? Yeah, you do have optimism in the markets for many sectors and we saw from the latest report card for 2021 the manufacturing sector really doing well and this is off the back of some of the um, strong demand from things like semiconductors and some of the equipment needed for semiconductors and some people are saying hey that could have peaked already so that could see some moderation uh, looking at what might do better in the coming year we could be in for the laggards to finally catch up and no surprises it's been tourism hospitality services they have been struggling with the lack of foreign manpower so once border restrictions ease up even more um, we could see that coming back and also in line with that tourism coming back so that could be things to watch to further um, see the economy recover and you point out three to five percent it will be on numbers a moderation from the seven plus percent and that will be partly due to base effects so mm. something to take note let's check in with financial markets now the major u.s indices finished higher overnight the s&p 500 the dow setting new records here at home the straits times index kicked off the year in the green as well rising one third of a percent to 31.34 now if we take a step back the s&p 500 finished up an amazing 26 percent in 2020 
2021, beating the Dow and the Nasdaq, which recorded pretty good gains as well. So quite rare for the S&P 500 to outperform its sister indices. In fact, it's only the sixth time in history that this has happened. So what is the likelihood, Ryan, that the US indices will record double-digit gains again in 2022? And given this past year's performance, would you go with a broader S&P 500 or the more focused Dow and Nasdaq? Yeah, it does paint a bit of the news flow in terms of how investors have been approaching the markets in the past year, right? So when you have tech stocks doing well, typically the Nasdaq does well, and that would see it typically outperform the S&P 500. But now you have the broader index outperforming, and it does point to how maybe at the tail end of the year, people were going into the more cyclical stocks rather than the tech stocks in a more bigger fashion. So if you look at the historical patterns, um, history suggests that after a gain of at least 20% by the benchmark S&P 500, we could be in for an average rise of 7.7%. So not super spectacular after that strong 20 plus percent, but it is still gains. Mm. And in this environment, it is you know, very you know, difficult to find any alternative uh, besides stocks right now. So this is um, something that we could see well, history repeating to a smaller extent. Um, another record high because it's already starting the year on a record high. <laughs> and last year, yet had 70 record highs. So who knows how much more higher it can go. Well, from the analysts that you've been speaking with, Ryan, um, what do you see as the main narrative that is likely to shape markets mm. in the year ahead from where we sit today, of course? Let's start with the bearish factors. What is likely to hurt sentiment? Okay, so in focus, um, it will be the central bank tightening and that will mean rate hikes uh, eventually and we've got possibly three. And when that happens, it means borrowing costs will go up and the the repayment costs will go up as well because those high interest rates for some companies Mm. will mean more pressure on margins. So not great news for those with low profit margins. So in terms of who or what companies might be under pressure in the coming year. Uh, We could see those type of companies um, just not doing as well uh, as investors start to think twice or reassess. Maybe it's better to go elsewhere for um, upside. So we have tighter monetary policy, the overhang, and of course, uncertainties of COVID-19. Also inflation, Chinese debt Mm. issues as well. Give us a case now for the bulls. I mean, what factors are likely to fuel buying? Okay, there are a few interesting takes on this. I'm looking at a an outlook from Goldman Sachs, or mm-hmm. rather Credit Suisse. They are forecasting the S&P 500 to rise a further 9%. And if you look at what Morgan Stanley is doing, they are predicting a drop of 8%. So it's quite a wide range of opinions right now. And if you look at the bulls, at least the scenario here is that a stronger dollar off the back of the central bank tightening and Mm. high interest rates, uh, rate hikes, we could be in for some of these um, companies doing well in the US. And also Europe and Japan could also be markets to catch up in terms of performance. So those would be ones um, many of these market watchers are um, expanding their exposure to. And look at mega tech technology firms. There is a bit of a, a theme here where people are seeing them as safe bets because their fundamentals are strong and they are likely to continue growing on the momentum. When you think about the likes of 
themes like the metaverse. That's going to be the next big thing. And it's all things technology. So that's going to be one of the big drivers uh, when it comes to uh, what might possibly push up the markets further. All right, time to put your cards on the table, Ryan. Uh, who do you think is likely to win out this year, the Bulls or the Bears? I am going with the Buffalo. Ah. <laughs> so that's a t- kind of a bull in that sense that we might still see it go higher, but not as much. So maybe you get tired faster. Uh, it moves kind of slowly, doesn't it? It does. Uh, <laughs> slow and steady might be the name of the game this year. All right, let's turn to corporate news now. It's our first game of Up or Down of 2022. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go. Let's start with a trio of Chinese companies. First up, we have Alibaba. All right, Alibaba is going to be a down for me. And that is with some concerns that investors may be cutting their stakes uh, after swapping their US holdings for Hong Kong listed ones. And we've already seen it under pressure in recent days. So we've got a couple of headwinds. We've got the crackdown from China on all things big and tech. And you've got just um, wider pressure on the tech space with what's going on with the spillover jitters coming through from the property market as well. So that is for now Mm. down. Alibaba shares dropped more than 3% in Hong Kong yesterday. The Chinese tech giant is switching from its listing in from New York to Hong Kong. And there are some concerns that some investors will reduce their stakes mm. in the company as this happens. Next up, China Evergrande. Okay, that's in the news again for, again, the wrong reasons. Yeah. So this is after reports showed that um, it's been ordered to tear down apartment blocks in Hainan province. More than 39 um, buildings or at least 39 buildings in the next 10 days because apparently they did not get the building permits legally. So it looks like they've been doing some shady business and now the crackdown has them just starting to unwind it. And it's going to be a big dent to its sales because if you don't sell those apartments, you're not going to get revenue. And mm. that's going to mean the the problem they already have, paying back investors will just be compounded and made even tougher. So no surprise, definitely a down for China Evergrande. Its shares were suspended in Hong Kong trade yesterday amid reports that it has been ordered to tear down apartment blocks by local officials in Hainan province. Evergrande also still scrambling to raise cash to pay off its debts. And wrapping up the China trio, the electric car maker Neo. Neo is going to be an up for me and that is after it reported really strong sales for its electric vehicles. And this is actually quite similar to what we've been seeing across the board for the EV space. So I think we are seeing a trend of um, people just moving to EVs as all part of the um, green push, uh, the greener push. Mm -hmm. So we are looking at the likes of Neo, Xpeng, Li Auto possibly doing well this year. Yeah. Neo shares shot up more than 5% overnight on news that its deliveries more than doubled last year. Next, let's turn to local news, Ryan. What do you think of Maple Tree Commercial Trust? All right, it's been one of the favourites among stockholders, but not so much in recent days. Yeah. And this is with Maple Tree Commercial Trust down um, quite a bit, nearly 4% after trading halt was lifted. And just to rewind the clock back to last Friday, it announced on the last day of 2021 that it would be proposing to merge with Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust to become one of Asia's largest REITs. But the catch here is it will be possibly diluting its shares because it will be issuing them to pay 
mm. for that merger. So that is not sitting well with investors for now. Yeah, investors seem to think this is bad news for MCT. So a mixed bag, but I'm going to go down as well. Maple Tree managers want to merge Maple Tree Commercial Trust and Maple Tree North Asia Commercial Trust. Uh, investors don't seem to like this. Shares plunged to a 14-month low yesterday. But good news for MN. ACT, their shares jumped on the news of the proposed merger. All right, let's look at the entertainment company, MM2. Right, this is going to be a bit of a head scratcher. I am going down because of the headlines, at least the surface, its um, expected sale of its cinema business has fallen through. And this is a deal with King's Meat properties. So it was putting on the on the block um, its um, cinema business, the Cathay brand. So that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but somehow the share price jumped. So it's uh, quite an odd reaction. MM2 says its plans to sell its theatre business have fallen through. Investors like that though. MM2 shares jumped 7% yesterday. So I'm going to go with up for MM2. Uh, let's finally look at the beauty company Best World. All right, best world is going to be hmm, and up for me. It is mm. saying it's going to be buying buying back up to ten percent of its shares. Uh, this is all part of a long running saga. It's been two years since the shares of Best World have been suspended after Ashley Strecko raised concerns over the legality of its Chinese business model, and now. Its latest move is to say it will offer liquidity to shareholders and partly by buying back shares at $1.36, which is the last transacted price. Um, So that is the slightly positive move coming through. We, yeah, up for me, Best World planning to buy back up to 10% of its shares and it may not delist after all. Now, one last note before we turn to local stocks, some potentially bad news for shoppers. IKEA raising prices around the world. It says inflation and supply chain woes are to blame. So, right, just how much more could my Swedish meatballs cost <laughs> on my new bookshelves? And maybe it's still worth it, but it might be more expensive by 9%. Maybe you have to cut back on one fishball or one meatball <laughs> or one plank. <laughs> so lot. it's all about supply chain costs and it also means you know, the costs involved in transporting it, the raw materials, mm. the wages they have to pay. Everything is getting more expensive, uh, well, to some extent. Um, but hopefully your wages go up as well. Uh, hopefully. And uh, hopefully people don't feel the pinch too much. Overall, Let's check in with local markets now. We are 27 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index. How is it doing this morning, Ryan? All right, let's check in. Uh, yesterday, it was pretty mixed for Asia. And it was also light volumes with Japan, China and New Zealand mm-hmm. out of the picture. So that is now coming back online. And we are seeing a more buoyant mood across Asia right now. And it is uh, seeing the STI up by 0.7%. So extending those gains yesterday of 0.3%. And it's now at 3,155. Let's take a look at the STI. At the bottom, only two stocks in the red. You've got Maple Tree Commercial Trust extending losses of yesterday. Um, there you go. Down one percent right now at a dollar ninety. The other stock which is in the red is Dairy Farm, also down one percent. Let's take a look at the other side of the table. We've got 
Capital Land Invest is up by 1.4%, followed by Sats, Wilma, UOB, OCBC. So the banks are in the green, uh, maybe being lifted by the GDP numbers, uh, which is painting a rather promising outlook for 2022. Certainly looks like it. The Straits Times Index finished up about 9% last year. It's currently 31.52. So maintaining the positive note from yesterday where we saw it rise about a third of a percent to 31.34. Ryan Huang there with me on Market View. Thanks very much, Ryan. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.